0: Welcome to the Qualies, a subscriber-exclusive podcast. Qualies is just a shorthand slang for a qualification round, which is something you do prior to the race, just a little bit quicker. The Qualies podcast features episodes that are short, and we're hoping for less than 10 minutes each, which highlight the best questions, topics, tactics, etc. discussed on previous episodes of The Drive. We recognize many of you, as new listeners to the podcast, may not have the time to go back and listen to every episode, and those of you who have already listened may have forgotten so the new episodes of the Qualies are going to be released Tuesday through Friday, and they're going to be published exclusively on our private subscriber-only podcast feed. Now, occasionally, we're going to release Qualy episodes in the main feed, which is what you're about to hear now. If you enjoy these episodes, and if you're interested in hearing more, as well as receiving all of the other subscriber-exclusive content, which is growing by the month, you can visit us at peteratia.md.com forward slash subscribe. So without further delay, I hope you enjoy today's Qualy.
1: I think the floor is kind of it's interesting as well because for me it's really do you find that protein catabolism is functionally affected when you do a longer term fast I mean again I'm not doing granular enough measurements to know right so
0: it's very crude what am I doing I'll take a picture of myself every day in the mirror to sort of very grossly assess muscle mass measuring blood urea nitrogen and all the nonsense we can measure but I can't really measure protein catabolism.
1: Right. Would you want to? Sure. Yeah.
0: I would love to do a seven day fast in an environment where I could have a muscle biopsy and a fat biopsy every single day, complete metabolomics, complete proteomics. I mean, complete sequencing of everything imaginable. I mean, I would kill to do that. And amazingly, I would do it in a heartbeat. It's not trivial to get an institutional review board to approve that. Just getting an IRB to do that is not the easiest thing in the world. But uh, I don't know. And maybe when I'm done with the book and I have a little bit more free time, maybe I'll go back to visiting that. But but that's been a high priority of mine for probably three years, which is because mm-hmm. also I want to sort of look at signatures of autophagy and other things like that. I think that fasting is just such a powerful tool that it kind of, I think of it as one of the most powerful drugs we have in the entire toolbox of medicine. And yet I'm frustrated that I don't know the dose of the drug to give. This is one of those drugs where there's a sort of hormesis and maybe different doses work in different settings. It's like, imagine you're some doctor walking around in your white coat with your little black bag and your stethoscope and someone hands you a bottle of pills and says, this is the single most valuable drug you have. And you're like, oh God, thank you. How much do I give? Don't know. What's the dose? I don't know. Which patients do I give it to? Well, anyone can take it. Yeah, but that's how impotent I feel with this tool. And as interesting as it is to talk about this drug and that drug and all of these really amazing, cool things, like right in the middle of our face is this awesome thing that we don't really understand enough about.
1: Yeah. And I think that really prevents doctors because we are so, we want to be quantitative. I think for example, do you deal with a lot of autoimmunity? No, I a so, little bit. Yeah, so I think there's a huge amount of anecdotal literature out there, and I think there's some randomized trials now that are experimenting with it, but both with kind of an anti inflammatory diet that you're just doing in a strict elimination diet or fasting. I think most autoimmune conditions, at least the ones that are relapsing, remitting, so you're not having like irreversible. Right, not not dis- lupus every day of your life. Right, right. I have really good responses to fasting. I put most of my patients on some form of fast and then time-restricted feeding versus fasting. When do you consider a fast start and going to bed hungry or... No, I don't use the term intermittent fasting for anything that's in the
0: time-restricted domain. So I consider... A fast doesn't really begin until 36 hours, 48 hours in that range. So yeah, one meal a day is still in my mind, just time-restricted feeding, but not intermittent fasting. Right, agreed. And I agree with you, just empirically, I've seen, I always feel like the inflammation dissipate from my body when I'm fasting.
1: And do you measure cortisol levels during your fast?
0: I have. I don't really get much value out of spot cortisol levels in the blood. It's not that helpful, but I've done urinary cortisol collections during the fasts. And I actually only did it once. I did not see a big increase. I didn't see much of a change, which surprised me yeah. because, and this is way TMI. I think I even mentioned this once on social media, but if there's really one thing about fasting that sucks, it's my body odor becomes unbearable. And it's not the acetone in my breath and right. the ketones. Like it is literally perspiration. It just, it's not like I'm perspiring much, but it stinks. And I can't figure it out. Cause I'm like kind of a lucky person. Like I don't really have body odor. I don't even wear deodorant most of the time but when I'm fasting, I have to wear deodorant. And I even notice by the end of the day, like, goodness, what's going on? And I've never understood, is that a cortisol thing? Like what other sort of endocrine issues are changing during a fast that lead to that? Yeah.
1: By the way, listeners, you're welcome for uh, <laughs> me doing the, the table switch on Dr. Peter Atiyah.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's Quali. Now sit tight for that legal disclaimer. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. And note, no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to the podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Lastly, and perhaps most importantly, I take conflicts of interest very seriously. For all of my disclosures, the companies I invest in and or advise, please visit peteratiamd.com forward slash about.